Hey everyone, it's Matt. And this is Lucas. And this is Thanks for Playing. The podcast where we break down the most iconic video games the world has to offer. I fucked that, I fucked that whole thing up. Let's keep going. <laughs> oh, you good? <laughs> oh, no. The most iconic video games the world has to offer. I was the trying, to do, offer. I was trying to do things. You've only been saying Wait, it for three years. to mix it up? I was trying to mix it up and say the most iconic <laughs> video game documentary films the world has to offer, but I just fumbled over myself. You're not that guy, pal. I'm very embarrassed. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Not that guy. <laughs> not that guy. <laughs> Matt, you want to tell them who we got on today? We are joined, of course, as always, by Hot Mickey. What up, what up? And and he may remember infamously from our Chrono Trigger episode, who just about pounded me into the dirt like the worm I am. <laughs> Producer Sam is joining everyone. Woo! Woo! What's Sam. up, guys? Producer Sam. What's Producer going on, Sam. Hello. Hello. Producer I'm, Sam. I'm, Producer Sam, what have you been up I'm to? What have you been up to lately? Uh, just, you know, yeah. working, man. Just always grinding. Always, uh, always editing something. Uh, you know, been working on a film that involves two of the two people on this podcast, uh, Matt and Lucas, and uh, yeah, just staying busy, um, mastering your guys' episodes, and uh, combing my hair every week. Yeah. Dope. Wait, I thought I was the star of that show. <laughs> you're, you you're are in it. it. You He's are in an it. extra in producer Sam's this film. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sleeping on a couch. He's on the couch. Mickey's sleeping um, on the couch. For those of you that um, are, for for those that are newer listeners, producer Sam has been on since the very beginning. He actually produced the uh, theme music for our podcast. So a little bit of uh, trivia for you there. Um, he's really been around since the beginning. He's also happens to be my brother. So producer, Sam. I am. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> today we are talking about something awesome, guys. Uh, I'm so glad that the four of us are together to talk about this movie. Um, I think it totally intersects I'm so with. I'm super stoked. It uh, this totally intersects with everything I think this podcast has become and what we're about. We got competitive video games. We have documentary filmmaking. Um, honestly really solid documentary filmmaking like fantastic just as a documentary it's a great movie um and classic video games the king of kong a fistful of quarters the 2007 documentary about steve Wiebe trying to take down the infamous billy mitchell's long-standing donkey kong record from 1982 what'd you guys think of the movie matt i could tell you're uh, you're itching to talk Bro, these First guys impressions. suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they're showing like the intro in the beginning. You know, they just start showing like the main characters and stuff, kind of like when they're younger. I think I sent a picture to you both in the in our group chat. Um, like Billy Mitchell, of Billy Mitchell when he was younger, and he just looks like a fucking nerd, like the worst he, nerd you've ever he seen. Literally, in your looks life. like Napoleon Dynamite. Unironically, this man came out of the womb <laughs> mouth breathing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh not coming out strong, but like this guy sucks. Like as a person too, like yeah, he, he is just suck. the most I, like I, I narcissistic. He's like the most narcissistic guy like I've ever, honestly, I've ever seen depicted in gaming. And we literally just talked, interviewed a guy today. Uh, the guy we interviewed was great, but talking about like, intense esport personalities basically and like this guy tops all of them and like in, in every <laughs> Dude, capacity biggest um, ego i've ever seen 
in a documentary. Huge, Billy Mitchell is huge wild. ego. And the worst is like not a shred of integrity within him. You can tell. Um, but I would like to give a quick shout out to, you know, the homie, Steve Wiebe. Um, Steve. Really just hot dude out of, out of Washington. Um, did we go over like the synopsis of this, Lucas? Or yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to get the initial yeah, thoughts yeah. and then we'll we'll talk through uh, the synopsis. Yeah, I mean, basic initial thoughts. Billy Mitchell is awful. <laughs> Bri- What's the other fool's name? Brian? Brian Koo, dude. Brian Koo. All-time greatest villain in any documentary. Brian, or sidekick Brian, villain. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Koo is like... He's, he's... He just... He sucks. He's like... He, he almost sucks as bad as Billy, but he's like clearly just like on Billy's payroll or something. I, am, I have no idea what's going on there. And then, you know, it's really just a tale of Steve versus um, Brian and Billy. And that's kind of the sums up the, the, the movie, in my opinion. Producer Sam, hit us with your initial thoughts. Um, yeah, so I initially watched this documentary, I think like, man had to have been like 10 years ago. And as I was watching it, it all kind of came back to me. But um, I think it's great. It's just, it's such a, uh, it's just such a fun subject and it's, it just works so well character wise. And, uh, you know, you're kind of rooting for Steve the whole time, like 110%, you know, like you hate uh, Billy so, so much. And I think that's like, you know, I, I think that the filmmaker, uh, you know, the director, he just kind of knew what he had and just kind of filmed stuff. And he put something together that really, really worked. And, um, you know, for all of us here who come from video games and me being, you know, that, that type of personality where I had to beat Battletoads, I had to beat Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2, it's like... Um, you know, you can really relate to those competitive gamers and competitive in the sense that you're trying to um, just more so beat the game or get the high score as opposed to like playing someone one-on-one in like a first-person shooter or like, you know, an RTS or whatever you may be. But back, you know, in the in the golden age when it was more beating the game, um, I just think it's such a fun, cool um movie and i enjoyed it very much and and also fuck fuck billy fuck Fuck billy Billy mitchell (laughs) i'd like to i'd like to reel myself in a little bit by the way and just say i pretty much second everything producer sam just said because i really just came out with a with a lot of hate um but the documentary (laughs) the documentary itself is very good wait matt Um, came out with a bunch of hate (laughs) no way that's that's no that doesn't make any sense first timer for sure (laughs) Hot, hot mickey Initial thoughts while while Matt collects himself. I first watched this when like I was like in high school, like 2011, 2012. I honestly didn't remember much about it. So like watching it again, uh, like like a uh, little less than a week ago, I'm like, wow, like this was like way better than I remembered. But then like as someone who's like done like a bunch of competitive gaming events, like seeing Steve walk in uh, to his first. Uh, land event essentially i was like wow this made me feel super nostalgic i remember doing this for the first time with bro cal at our first mayhem just walking uh walking in thinking we're the we're the hot shit <laughs> <Boy, it worked. laughs> getting ready to fuck people up 
but it was I was definitely a big fan of this film and I already knew I hated Billy Mitchell going into it because like of like uh current events that have happened with that guy but this yeah this I want to dive into just that. reinforces that I, I want to dive into that in a bit here but I, I want to hit the people they're like wondering what the hell we're talking about why we hate Billy Mitchell so much on this podcast already <laughs> um I'll just hit with the quick synopsis here um, so like I said, it's, it's a fairly short, it's only a 75 minute movie, um, 2007, um, essentially about, um, a competitor, two competitive Donkey Kong gamers, one named Billy Mitchell, one named Steve Wiebe, Billy Mitchell being the longtime record holder for Donkey Kong. I think his score was like 800 something thousand. It was like 890, um, thousand or something, or something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, and there's an organization called Twin Galaxies, which is the governing body that tracks and validates high scores for classic arcade games. Um, and the founder is an older gentleman named Walter Day, who I actually really liked Walter quite a bit um, with his, he had like a really cool, like folksy attitude, which we could talk about a little bit more yes. later. Um, mm-hmm. And basically Twin Galaxies is this governing body. You send in videotapes and they verify if you genuinely broke a world record and they host on the website and that's how you become a bona fide world record holder. Um, And around early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, um, in Redmond, Washington, an out-of-work engineer named Steve Wiebe um, purchases a Donkey Kong classic game cabinet and just starts playing in his garage and he looks up the world record of 800,090 something and goes, I think I could beat that. I could do that. And he, he does, he just plays the game in his garage. He figures out like exploitable patterns in the game that I don't think people really knew about at that time, or maybe they did, but he's like exploiting the patterns on really hard things. Have you guys ever played like classic Donkey Kong or gotten far in it at all? It's been uh, so mainly on uh, in Donkey Kong sixty four <laughs> in the little arcade oh, yeah. game that is that you need that you need that to get one of the bananas. That's true. Dang, that's a good that's a good. Call I remember out. that. What about, what Matt, what about you? I, through. I never played any other been? Donkey Kong stuff. Yeah, you never Don, Donkey Kong Junior. No, nah. nothing. You've never grabbed really Diddy, Diddy Kong Racing. No, until. <laughs> I, think I did honestly no i am um, that's crazy <laughs> i never played much well, none of, of us were nintendo and none of us were old enough for this game though yeah, yeah that's true but i think you know if you you have to go to like a classic arcade to really find like an old school donkey kong cabinet donkey kong is a very hard game like it is truly yes a grueling hard game and I can't like there's I can't even get past like the first two levels if I had to. Um, but anyway, Steve Weeby figures out a lot of exploits within the game to rocket himself up on video to a nine hundred and forty seven thousand score in 2003, sends it in to get validated. And then he kind of gets like this pushback. And this was insane. Some guys from Twin Galaxies come to his house while he's not home to knock on his door where his wife's there. And I think his mother and his mother-in-law no, uh, his wife was not there well she was leaving uh, it as was the just she was the leaving. mother it was, she just was the, leaving. it was just the mother-in-law and like these guys come by one of them being brian Koo, and like they inspect his machine without his consent to see if he like had a fraudulent machine so they it could invalidate his score to keep billy mitchell's score up was this wild to anybody else uh, that, that yeah, that so had to have been like extremely give, illegal. It, wasn't it essentially breaking and entering? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, they, they, no, they, they were allowed in. Like, no, because like, the wife said, like, you have to come back, but then somehow they got in. 
No, because the mother of the wife let them in. Oh, oh so they were already yeah. in, and then Insane. the mom so, came back. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They co- they like basically they didn't like break and enter, but like they're like, hey, we have to come in and inspect your Donkey Kong. Like fucking like it's like they're cops going like, ma'am, we need to yeah. come inside. Like it's it's like a Donkey Kong machine that you the guy's not even there at the time. So the thing that happened was there's a guy named Roy Schilt who was a, ne- a longtime nemesis of Billy Mitchell. And Roy Schilt met Steve Wiebe at some point and gave him a board for Donkey Kong because his board was old and breaking. I actually saw uh, a recent uh, interview of Steve Wiebe. He did it in 2020, like during the pandemic. And he said that Roy Schilt, like he didn't even have the part himself he bought it from somebody else and just had it mailed directly to steve weeby so like roy didn't even never touch this part oh yeah they they basically <laughs> twin galaxies came in i didn't know that mickey that's amazing good good investigative journalism right there roy schilt came in or because roy schilt's name was associated with steve weeby and twin galaxies and billy mitchell didn't like Basically, we're at odds with Roy Schilt. They invalidated the video score of 497, so the world record was not was not there. They didn't find anything wrong with the board, though, did they? they no. They, they said they found like a little like paste or something on like yeah. one of the circuits. It was like that wasn't normal, and then they used that as an excuse to invalidate the score. And I think like Billy Mitchell, they're like interviewing him too, and he's like talking about it. And he's like, "Hey, you never know what's going on with these boards." You just oh know. It's like you just that, never know. That made me fume. That <laughs> made me fume so shut hard up, when Billy I got Mitchell. to that part. And like, is there like, is this like the greatest? Like, I know it's like small time because it's only like there's probably a grand total of like 50 people in the world that actually cared about this stuff. Like until the documentary came out, but is this not corruption at the highest level you guys have seen? It's like the guy who holds the world record also is in the organization that validates yeah. world records. Yeah. No, was, he was it like was the a one major judging conflict it. of interest. Yeah. Yeah. A major For one. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's insane. A, it's like so the, anyway, some mafia Billy, stuff. For sure. Dude, it is some mafia <laughs> shit. For sure. It's a great, it's a great story. So so Weeby Weeby has to travel to New Hampshire to go to like basically a couple days like event a couple days event long thing where he plays some classic games in person and he sets a Donkey Kong record in person with a higher score than he got on video with 985,600. Not not a million yet. And he got a kill screen. Kill screen, and yeah. This I, is I where we met that. Brian Koo. Matt, what's going on with Brian Koo? <sighs> <laughs> Brian Koo is like... So... If you were to like look up, you know, Google image search nerd... Brian Koo comes up. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe Brian Koo. He is he just looks like a, a just a bear, just an awful, awful nerd. Um and he he portrays nerds in the worst way possible. Um because you know, I think, you know, it's 2023, right? This movie came out in like what, 07, something like that? Yeah. 2007. You know, nowadays nerds are cool. But back then, that's what people thought nerds were. And God damn it, they had every right to think think that we were all Yeah. Like like I saw like him, uh Robert, and I was like, oh my God, no wonder people think gamers yeah, are like basement dwelling like yeah, these guys are like worst, this, dude, this guy retired from his job at 30, which I mean, to be clear, and I don't know. Um let me 
reel this in for a sec because no matt go in <laughs> cook dude my man retired at 30 moved to bumfuck like new hampshire and just is like i'm just gonna play video games the rest of my life like man just like the epitome of a nerd but i want to be clear like that's okay that he did that that would be okay if he wasn't such a shitty person too um because like everything about this guy just sucks he like is on billy's dick the whole the whole movie such a big dick writer is hilarious and he is pretty much actively trying to go against steve steve weeby in, in intentionally trying to sabotage them basically once they do finally arrive at the um what was the arcade name mickey fun spot uh, fun house once fun spot finally, fun spot uh, a legendary yeah. arcade in new hampshire yeah that arcade once looked do dope finally arrive still at fun around spot. Mm-hmm. that shit looked and cool so the, the whole time while steve shows up there and is you know working on his record brian is hovering over him like a little like a like a gnat like a little fly and as Steve gets closer to breaking the record and reaching the Donkey Kong kill screen, um, which for the listeners really quickly, could one of you explain the Donkey Kong yeah, kill yeah. screen? Yeah, so, yeah. So a kill screen is like literally the, the programmers of the game ran out of memory on the board and they never thought that a gamer would actually make it all the way to the ending of like, you know, 200 screens of Donkey Kong. So basically you get to the very end and there's a lot of classic arcade games have this issue. Not issue, but kill screen. You get to the very end the game runs out of memory and you just simply die and your that's your score. Um, so the only way to like get a higher score is to have more efficient levels while you're actually going through until you hit the kill screen. So mm-hmm. it's all about like yeah. jumping over barrels, you know, optimizing. Yeah. As much as you possibly can. Yeah. And so, you know, Steve, as we mentioned earlier, finally sets this, this great record at God, what, more time. Than the name of the arcade fun spot, fun, fun spot. spot at fun. Spot. I'm just so upset with, brian right now um at fun spot he finally said this great record which was huge because you know there was so much um conflict around the fact that his previous record was sent in over tape right there was so much uh, concern around that like is this really a valid world record even though that's how they've been doing things before so, so you know steve sacks up and goes and does it and the whole time this is happening brian Koo has fuck faced billy mitchell on the phone I'm like, all right, Billy, he's doing it. He's doing it. And the whole time, Dude, those scenes, the whole time, Bill, or Billy is scheming in the background. And also leading up to this score to try and build and add pressure to, to, to Steve, Brian is literally going around the arcade telling everyone he can get his grimy little hands on. Yeah. There's a Donkey Kong kill screen come up. You better come watch Donkey Kong kill screen. To try to and mess with them. He's yeah. telling to try yeah, and to try and get the crowd. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, so it, it's all just awful. And then, you know, Steve finally does it. He gets the record. Great. And then and immediately after that, he gets the record immediately after he gets the record, you know, he's on Brian's on the phone with Billy and Billy says, all right, show them the tape. Oh yeah. This, so this whole time, Billy did not go in person, but he sent a tape in via an old lady trying to break the Qbert record. So, it's mm. all time piece of shit move right there. Very sketchy too. I the was video was, was very sketchy. Old lady? Dude, that video was <laughs> completely fake. It right? was. We it all was agree. Rigged. Like it was, it was so. Yes. I've never seen a more fake video, dude. It was like, yeah, it's like, is there like a like a magnet or whatever? And then Brian Koo's like, it's a copy. There's no way he sent in the master. It's a copy. That's why it's all messed up. Yeah, it's a fuck copy. you, Brian Koo. 
Anyways, yeah. So as we, but we all, we just went into after the record was beaten by Steve. Then Brian Koo shows the tape that was sent in by proxy of some old lady by Billy, <laughs> um, which depicts him reaching a higher score than what Steve had gotten. Um, Didn't he break a million? Billy yeah, he broke, broke a million, million in the Billy. Yeah, in yeah in the tape. in the recording. Um, and yeah, to give context for this tape, it is. So at least with Steve's video, when he sent his in, right, it was clearly like an arcade cabinet. You had clear visuals on. You could literally hear him talking to his kid that like shit his pants or something in the background. (laughs) Like it was very clear and authentic tape. And then uh, Billy Mitchell. No. Yeah. Billy Mitchell sends in his tape, which is there's no like visuals of the cabinet. It's literally just like the screen. Basically, it looks wildly fake. And the score is clearly skipping, and their the screen is basically like um, like warps. Like yeah, warps the screen literally warps, dude. Right where the score appears, like in that column, and Walter, God bless him, I loved him so much until this point. They just decide, oh, this is a legit score, and they accept it, and that's the world record at like, that point. He called, he called, like he called Billy, and he's like. Uh, is this like a copy or something? It's like, okay, like, do I have a word that this is legit? Okay, that's good enough for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he so goes about the score. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Billy, I'm updating the score. I'm updating the score. What you just, right now. After, after, what you, after what you just did to Steve Weeby, you made him come out in person, you just immediately accept the tape right after he did Yeah, absolutely record. disgusting and corruption. And then it moves to... Steve asking Brian Koo if he can see the tape, and Brian goes, "Oh no, that's a one-time viewing. Sorry, dude. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was crazy. That was crazy. I was so, so blown away by it because, like, it, it was then actually, we got to watch his. Yeah, and it genuinely got to watch his. It genuinely made me upset because <laughs> it, this is truly like a mean. It, it, it's like a like a gatekeeping thing almost. Like they're so afraid of Steve, just this cool dude, this outsider coming in." And being able to show them like, hey, I can do this a little bit better than you. And it's just so anti-competitive spirit. It's so such so much gatekeeping, so much insecurity. Yeah. And it, it just it gives it gives gaming like competitive gaming in any sense, like such a bad rep. Um, yeah. which is why, you know, if this is how people truly saw gaming back then, like shit, I don't blame you for like saying this was a waste of time. These nerds <laughs> don't even let outsiders in. Like it's awful. It's disgusting. Uh, producer Sam, I got, a, I got two questions for you on this subject. Uh-huh. So you're, you're a filmmaker. Okay. Yeah. You've held a camera before. Yeah. If you're holding the camera and everyone's watching that tape and you just see the score skipping, are you like screaming out? Like guys, come on. Like, are, are you like gonna say something? Are um, you like, y'all? This is the most doctored shit I've ever seen. It. I guess it depends. You know, it's like, do I want this documentary to keep going? You know, that's where my my mind. <laughs> but I, I think from, you know, me being the person I am, I would definitely be questioning it, questioning it, probably asking, asking people around like, what the fuck is going on with this screen? But like. Yeah, it was obvious that there was some sort of manipulation and um, it was just so bad too because I mean back then it was like 2005 or whenever it was. It's like you couldn't really get on like Adobe Premiere and like fuck around with something and make it look good back then, you know. So it was just so like 
yo, this is obviously just so, this is, he's, he's cheating, you know, he, he, <laughs> he, he literally just was like such a scumbag that he made this fake tape. There's no reason to even believe it was even his video. Like, yeah, exactly. It could have just yeah. been, yeah, I don't, you, who knows what he actually did there, but it was just such like, um, such like a boys club piece of shit move and and how everyone just supported him and just like shunned out the outsider just like and he yeah like you said he came there he did it live like he was like the real like competitor and man about the whole situation and billy's like they're calling his underlings like hey all right uh give give him this and but it's just so oh man it's so awful no, my favorite thing is he Billy doesn't go to the event in person. He sends the old lady with the tape, and he's literally saying like, "You could lose your life, but don't lose the tape. Don't you lose know the what tape. I'm yeah. Lose your luggage. <laughs> don't lose the tape." It's like Can Billy. We back it up. Who was this old lady? I was so confused. I don't that. know. She was an old lady that was going for the Cubert World Record, and like, yeah, he, to play it he at was, the arcade. Yeah, yeah, okay. for that event. So, and then Billy knew her. And I guess she must have lived in Florida because Billy's in Hollywood, Florida. And mm-hmm. he sends her to go with the tape because Billy's, quote, too busy to go. But really, he just doesn't want to lose in person. And like, he's just, just sitting ins- on his couch. He's literally on the phone the whole time during the event. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wearing his Ameri- wearing his USA tie. Was Oh, my God. That's another thing. There's another point later in the documentary where he's asked, like, the doc, or he's asking whoever's recording the documentary, the, the, director or whatever um he's asking so what do you think like my initials i put in for a high score is and he's like caressing his stupid fucking tie as he asked the question <laughs> and he's like yeah i don't know the guy yeah just like uh like a tie and billy's like no 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 what tie was i wearing yesterday oh yeah <laughs> and he's like u s a it's like i don't i was like oh like what a fucking jack! Like what a what a mouth breather a of the highest prick. degree. Dude, the best is Billy Mitchell compares himself to the abortion issue, the oh. Red Baron, and probably God at a certain point. I think it, like he literally says. I think one of the like the quote is literally like, "Hey man, you know people ask me like you know people think things of me. It's like the abortion issue. You know, you support it, you're a son of a gun. You are you know you're against it, you're a son of a gun." It's, how I am. <laughs> it's like what what are you saying it's yeah like, this, and he's like he's t- talking about like fighter pilots during world war ii and he's like yeah no one knows who the number one ace was in america no one knows who the number one ace was in england but the red baron oh everyone knows the red baron yeah it's like jesus or, christ billy or when they called him up the biggest after ego i've ever seen when they called him up after um uh, and he's like world record headquarters <laughs> Like someone calls it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. That was so, yeah, he had some really bad quotes, but he was also low key cracking me up a little bit. Cause he I think he said, I think he also I said talk about a- work is for people who can't play video games, which was hilarious. Um, but Does anyways, he own like a hot sauce, like, or like a, yeah, oh, he's yes. like a hot he sauce does. company hot sauce and line. a restaurant tour, which we got to get some of that so- hot sauce ASAP guys. <laughs> <laughs> Like just, I just want to know if it's actually hot, because there's or no good. way his name is Billy Mitchell. There's no way he's making hot sauce that's that hot, right? At least not as good as our family's hot know. sauce. Wanna... 
Yeah, that's what I was going for right there. Thank you, producer. Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna see what the Scoville. Yeah, let's check the Scoville on Billy Mitchell's hot sauce, please. I have a I have a feeling it's on level with Pace Picante, maybe a little bit. What do you guys how, think of Billy's how wife? How do you guys feel about Walter? Uh, oh, she was hot. <laughs> she was hot. Super hot. I don't know why she. Was I mean, with him. I mean, okay, just like this is this the wife thing actually plays a role into probably why all these nerds worship Billy because like that like you see a nerd like billy walk in just with pure ego and confidence like gets a wife that's that good looking and these nerds are like oh my god billy's he's just a god like look at he like owns a hot sauce company he's got a hot wife like yeah i'm a disciple of billy's like that's all this is is just like one nerd who became like the king of the nerds like via the hot wife and the mildly successful like hot sauce company and he's just like pure corruption at like and Steve Wiebe, all he's doing is just being better than him at Donkey Kong. That's all that's <laughs> happening. And he's just, he cannot allow it. Wild. Wild. Okay, so I found the Scoville scale. And the Scoville scale goes as high as 15 million. And his sauce is at 3,600. Bro, that's some paste like, Conte bullshit right there. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's nothing. I knew it. I knew it, dude. Billy Mitchell from Hollywood, Florida. He's not yeah, making it, hot it's, sauce. Yeah, it's as hot as a jalapeno pepper. Oh. That's it. Wait, that's actually... So that's the Scoville level for a jalapeno pepper? Ha jalapeno is from 2,500 to 8,000. Tabasco is 30,000 to 50,000. Cayenne is uh, 30,000 to 50,000 as well. Uh, Abanero is 100,000 to 350,000. Hmm. Let's see. It's incredible. Keep keep going. Ghost, go, ghost pepper is eight hundred fifty five thousand to one million. Uh, Carolina Reaper is one point four to two point two mil. Pepper spray is two mil to five point three mil. Jesus. Pure capsaicin. Capsaicin. <laughs> the thing that makes pepper spice. The thing that makes pepper spicy. The actual thing that's million. making you feel hot is that. Is that ingredient? Fifty million. Yeah. All right. Enough. enough Matt, you're gonna say Matt, you're gonna say something. We 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 really <laughs> went off there. But go ahead, yeah. Matt. That's he was fine. asking about Walter. Uh, Walt Walter, the the Twin Galaxies kind of head honcho. How do we feel about him? I liked him. I liked. I think he because he ended up sending an apology letter to Steve Weeby as well. He, he's a little I, naive. That's no, all it was. Yeah, and I think he just like his. I think his heart was in the right place at the end of the day, and I, I think he was just kind of caught up in like sort of the hysteria of like Billy and like all the disciples of Billy at that at fun spot yeah, but he, he, he had no reason to doubt Billy yeah and like you, Walter did you watch the tape no but he didn't yeah see those tapes? That's, that's true but like if did you he not have watch literally the record tape if yeah he did but like if you oh, have that tape, yes, if you're there live and you have like every single individual person who's supposed supposedly like an expert in validating these high scores and they're all going like yeah yeah that's a high score right there then what are you guys supposed to do as walter day like you got to kind of like your 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 hand is kind of forced right there and if you go back and watch that scene walter's like oh, okay billy uh, he just yeah. he's like not that into what he has to do right there i think then he goes and apologizes to steve via email later mm -hmm. and then even in person kind of gives him a little um his due when he does when they do that guinness world record thing man um, but yeah, Matt. I think that, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Matt, I want to do you one better. What do you think of Walter's music? <laughs> do you, do <laughs> you remember yeah, his music at all? <laughs> I do, I do. I, I wasn't like listening too closely at that part, to be honest. I was just 
Because there was a part where he just started playing guitar. I was like, it was, it was so bad, bro. It was so <laughs> bad. It was hilarious. No, um, that wasn't know. bad. Come on. No, come dude. On. No, I'm sorry. I, I was it was, was bad. I it was, was bad. No, he's, he's not a bad guy, though. I think like he got caught up in the whole thing, and then he realized kind of he came around at the end, which was the kind of cool thing yeah. about Walter, for sure. Hilarious yeah. character, though. Yeah, it was like, almost my like God. a like witch trial hysteria, just like crazy group think, you know, like, oh, I guess this is right then, you know, just afraid to be uh, afraid to be, uh, you know, st- stand out the wrong way in the flock. So uh, I got something for you guys. Do you remember the gentleman who had the weightlifting glove <laughs> and played Crystal Castles? Yes. Oh, remember that guy <laughs> that's our uncle yeah he, he i remember him like going on that tangent about like how he liked to uh, stop getting blisters on his hands so he wore the weightlifting right, glove right 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 okay so i got i got a fun one for you guys i found some deleted scenes online okay and that guy's name is mark it's it's a mark alpicker okay I got a little deleted scene for you guys i'm gonna play it here live on the podcast i want to hear some live reactions from you guys i okay. guarantee matt's gonna laugh at a certain part okay here we go Oh, is there video? No, just audio. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. What right there. what? That's hilarious. Dude, <laughs> who's yeah, I don't know. Did I hear I, that correctly? He said. He said it's a game where well, you control a bear. Normally, I would say that's gay. Is that what he said? Yeah, that's what he said. That is exactly oh what he God. said. <laughs> yeah, How? bears are gay. And man. He goes How, on. Why is that the first? What do you think of? The, Dude, yeah, yeah, I don't know where he got that idea. Why if anything, I it's not. That'd be funny. That's what I want to know. No, no. I was thinking that you would find the other part funny about him shortening oh. everything. Like he's instead of calling it paper boy, he just calls it paper. Paper. Like, like he just came up with that. What a, he's a genius. This guy was actually. I feel like he was like. He wasn't a good. He wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't like part of Billy's like BS crew, like Twin Galaxies people. He was guy. just hanging out. He was just trying to break the Crystal Castle. He, he was just there. Or sorry, the Crystal Record. Or castles or whatever, which is apparently a game that he would normally describe as gay. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) I just wanted to hit you guys with that little deleted scene there on YouTube. Um, Hilarious. Anyway. What I think is really cool is that the documentary film people, they they got on this story super early. Like right when the people like invaded uh, his home, like that's when they... first started shooting Whoa. Oh, really? was like oh. at that time of events and they were filming live throughout the rest of it whoa okay that's that's cool i mean they had the good sense of like having a documentary crew person at billy's house and a man yeah, uh that was cool well well the reason because uh steve was the one who originally had them brought on through like another friend because they were both attending uh washington uh at the time and the friend of his was on the football team and then he was like super into film. Like his career is not in, like in film and he knew, uh, I forget what film they just finished wrapping up on, but they were looking for a new story to follow. And he's like, Hey, like this little 
thing you're doing with uh, Donkey Kong is like pretty cool. I think people would be and, and like just shot them over his way, and that's how they got onto this film. Mm. Oh, nice, Mickey. All right, some internet research. Love it. Um, so just to wrap up what ends up going on with the actual plot of the story here, um, nine months after that whole BS happens at Fun Spot, uh, there's a Guinness Book of World Records sort of event that happens because Twin Galaxies gets tapped by Guinness to be a partner to validate and publish high scores for classic arcade games, right? So they host this event in Hollywood, Florida in Billy Mitchell's backyard. Steve Wiebe goes in public um, once again to break another high score record. Um, and Billy Mitchell doesn't go. He doesn't play Donkey Kong. It's in his own backyard. He makes up all these excuses as to why he can't go. And it was just, it was just so, that was one of the most frustrating parts of the movie for me. I don't know it, you it was like 20 minutes from his house. Yeah. It, it was, was like, it was so close. And it's like, ah, yeah, Billy's so busy, the, you know? Th there is even a point in the show, uh, in the, in the documentary where they're going out to eat at this like pizza parlor, such like bowling alley thing. And Billy was going to come. And then, uh, most of his group was already there, including Steve Sanders, who was like also like a big, uh, like Dick one, of, one, of, Billy one of Billy's goons, dude, one, one of his goons. And he spots, uh, Steve Weeby and I forget who he was there with and he's and he calls Billy he's like uh Steve Weeby just walked in and like this wasn't planned they weren't invited they just happened to walk in and like he ends up Billy Mitchell they end up getting footage of him pulling up in the parking lot and then he just leaves and it's like yeah. <laughs> just did not want to interact with Steve at all yeah that was terrible and then um, basically Steve Weeby doesn't break the record in public for the Guinness stuff. Um, but he does maintain the highest public score of Donkey Kong still at this time. And then he kind of goes home as a failure and, um, you know, Billy Mitchell's taped score still stays up as the all time score. Um, and then, uh, the film is about to end and you think it's ending on a low note and a really depressing note. Then you learn that only a few months, was it a few months later? I think it was, was a, it like year a year later, year later ish. It was like 2006. A year later, yeah. Uh, Steve Wiebe submits an at a score that he filmed at home with a record of one million forty nine thousand one hundred points, passing up uh, the VHS tape that Billy Mitchell clearly doctored by only two thousand points, which is really really yeah. awesome. Um, so he beat a doc. Literally, Steve Wiebe beats a doctored fake score. That's <laughs> yeah. how good he became at Donkey Kong, right? And then. Like at that point, Steve Wiebe, at the time of the documentary getting finished, held the world record for the in-person Donkey Kong world record and the videotaped sent in Donkey Kong world record, which is a happy ending. Lucas, let me ask you something yeah. about the ending. Do you feel, because it's like that, it has an animation or whatever, and it's like, but, and then the score goes up and it's like, uh, Steve Wiebe gets the new score or whatever. And then it and then it ends. Yeah, this is like, do you feel like they should have like got some pickup shots? You know, like maybe gone to his house. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as like a, as I don't know why they ended it like that. As <laughs> like a film guy, you know, I know you are, and it's just I, I thought that was kind of funny how it was just like, all right, like we're not going to end it this way, but we're going to make this quick animation. I mean, it was cool. It was definitely like leaves you. Oh man, I feel I feel I feel good. You know that Billy didn't win, but it was also kind of like a bit comical. That 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 they didn't maybe like yeah, shoot like was, a small my, clip of him saying something about beating it. I know, yeah. Because okay, they probably could have done that. You know what they should have done is like like Steve Weeby filmed himself breaking that record, right? He did. So 
that tape is pr- well, he would have had to because he taped it. And oh, that's true. Yeah. Validated, right? Yeah, should have got so, some of that. For yeah. So whatever that tape is, is probably the most hype thing in existence. Is like probably a man popping the fuck off for like just destroying the score of a guy that had a fake videotape like a, a year earlier. Like that would have been the best pop-off probably in video game. I, I wouldn't history. say destroy 2000 points is not destroy. He destroyed a fake <laughs> score. Is... It's a fake score okay. though, Mickey. I, I, I wouldn't say destroy though. Okay. He <laughs> barely <laughs> beat it. He beat it. Shut he, up. Fake score, dude. There's like, it's not even a real score, Mickey. He like, beat Billy it. Mitchell's probably never even broken like his other record. He hasn't. His Actually. other like nine hundred thousand dollar nine hundred thousand point record in uh, in person that he did. Anyway, yeah, I agree with you, producer Sam. Probably could have grabbed that tape. <laughs> would have been would have made for a better ending to the film. Probably. <laughs> All good though. All when good. a documentary ends with like a graphic, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. Um, do you guys know what the current high? Well, I guess I should say this. Do you guys know if uh, Steve Weeby's score still stands? It doesn't. I I know the answer. It doesn't. It, it does doesn't. not still stand. It does not. It actually was broken. It's like 1.275 million, right? Dude, you can't it's even crazy. doctor a tape to be higher than that. I don't think Billy, I don't think Billy Mitchell has the resources <laughs> to make it look like it went that high. It's like Robbie Lakeman did this on stream on Twitch in 2020 during the pandemic, I believe. Um 1,260,700 points. No, he's beaten it again. Insane. He beat it again in oh, 2021. Wait, yes. No, wait, wait. No, no, no. And Yes, that's right. That's right. So there's been plus 1.2 million scores like twice in the last few years. So people are still even getting better at this game. That shit's so insane. So that's so, crazy. So that's crazy. really crazy. And it, it kind of it kind so, of they need to do a part two anyway. <laughs> dude, yeah, I I agree. They need to do I a agree. part two. I would like to hear sure. more about these guys, these yeah. Twitch, because because it's like if you think about it, Billy Mitchell set the record during like an era of gaming where. Honestly, they're probably he like he broke the record in 1982 whatever. There's probably some sort of arcade machine at a Pizza Hut somewhere with a higher record. You know what I mean? Like what did we have back then? It's not like we had the internet. We had we yeah, didn't even have yeah. message boards. Like people were just taking pictures with their freaking like disposable cameras, cameras, yeah. And like mailing it in. There's with no the way Nokia phones. There's no way that Billy Mitchell held the high score for that long. There was just so little information to go off of, right? There like comes people in, didn't know to submit the high school is someplace like people didn't know yeah exactly like somebody probably had a higher score than that and just like didn't even know what the high score for donkey kong was because there was no internet or guinness didn't even publish the records officially so anyway that was like the early early arcade era pre-internet then we got like post or early internet 2000s where the game starts getting bigger now we're in like the twitch streaming era and people are pushing the game even further which is nuts and I just, I wonder how much further we can really go. Honestly, I'm tempted to check out some of these Twitch streams. I don't even know how you would stream the classic arcade games if you want to like, probably just like over the, the camera too. or over the shoulder camera or something to keep I it, guess we should check it out as possible. We should check it out. Yeah. I mean, in the same way that they were doing it when they were sending in the VHS tapes, I would, I would pay top dollar and sub to Steve Weeby if he started streaming his in his he, garage he, I, th- I, th- I think i think he is uh, oh. he made a twitch channel he said he made a twitch channel in his interview from oh, okay hell yeah hell yeah man 2020 was a big year for donkey kong huh the world record the world record yeah. holder uh, i forget what he just said his name was but uh he, he's like the one who's trying to get steve to go back robbie linkman yes he, he's like 
been pushing Steve to come back to competitive Donkey Kong. All right, dude. I hope I hope he makes a comeback, man. 2020, Donkey Kong and COVID. Big, big year for sure. Um, all right. I want to uh, switch gears real quick. And Ooh, um, what? Is it is it to the fuck Billy Mitchell part? <laughs> we can stay on that. Go for it. What what has she got? Oh, like mainly with like with current events happening. Yeah. And like oh, how? Yeah. Hit us with that, Mickey. What what is it? Yeah. You said so, current, you, you already knew who Billy Mitchell was because of current events. I don't know if you guys knew. I no, don't know what current events no. you're referring to, Mickey. Good. Go ahead. So there's this YouTuber. I forget what his name was, but like he's been like pretty much brought in all the evidence how like. Billy Mitchell has cheated for like almost all of his high school high scores, pretty much like how the coding of the game works. And they found inconsistencies like, oh, uh, like the way the levels are mapped out here, it matches this emulator and it, uh, it doesn't match the original uh, gameplay, mm-hmm. like either like slightly different colors or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like it's uh, Billy Mitchell like kept saying like, no, 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 this is real, this is real, this is real. And like every time someone like talked bad about him, Boom, defamation case. Boom, lawsuit. Boom, lawsuit. Just like sues every single person who like goes against him. Just uh, sue him for defamation. Whoa. And like he clearly doesn't know how hard it is to win a defamation case. But he's been suing everyone like crazy. But and then a picture released of him uh, handshaking a ref uh, at an arcade on an arcade cabinet of I forget which record he broke. Uh, but uh, that was pretty much the nail in the coffin against this case was that picture because it showed the cabinet itself. And uh, on an OG arcade cabinet is this like short little uh, black ball that's as the joystick. In the picture, it's a long red, uh, lo- it's like it's on a r- long red stick and it's a red ball on top showing like it's a different piece. And it's eight way directions instead of four way directions. Mm. Whoa! Mm. And it just shows like he had, so he had he had different hardware mm. on it. And that one picture of of his congrats congratulatory like uh, whatever it it's pretty much like the nail in the coffin for him. Even though there's already plenty of evidence showing that he was cheating. Matt, do you think we can get Billy Mitchell to sue us? Let's get him on the pod. <laughs> dude i awesome. actually i listened to um or steve so, weeby i bet we could get steve weeby on i bet we can get steve we could get steve for sure um that'd be that'd be an all-timer for sure um apparently he even I, sued twin galaxies billy he did sue, yep he did sue twin oh galaxies because God, twin dude. galaxies uh stripped his records this guy's got no friends left there's no way you think Brian Koo is still still dick riding. I, I, I'm, per, I'm pretty sure Brian Koo is still dick riding. He's still there. <laughs> imagine Billy getting, or imagine Walter getting, like just playing playing his guitar, checks his mail for a fucking lawsuit <laughs> from Billy. <laughs> <laughs> just like Billy, no. Why? 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 Dude, I, I, I was and, listening and he to probably you. called him like um, Billy. So is this this is the real thing, right? This isn't a copy, is it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Billy, I'll update your, the score. Your, your uh, I'm logging into the right? website. <laughs> uh, I listened to uh, part of my take did like uh, they talked on this uh, documentary a few years ago and they like tried to get Billy Mitchell on that podcast and Hank like emailed Billy Mitchell. Billy Mitchell CCs somebody named like Sean Jones or something like that. And it says, and Sean Jones goes, 
Billy isn't really available right now. You know, he'll have to get back to you. And then they go back and forth. And like, it's clearly Billy Mitchell, like <laughs> dumbing as somebody else named Sean Jones talking about himself in the third person. Just like, oh yeah, like Billy's not available. Like, sorry. And Billy's like being CC'd on everything. And like this other guy is just talking for him. It's the craziest thing. It's like, I'm his assistant. Blah, blah. We need to do that. We need to do that ASAP for this pod. We need to get like a third guy answering our inbox. That's just not us, but it's actually us. <laughs> kind of genius. We'll get on that right away. What did yeah, you guys do? That is, that is what genius. did you guys think of um, Homeboy who was like watching the tapes? That guy was cracking me up too. The guy who was actually confirming, <laughs> like he kind of had that like heavy I, Jersey I, I accent. Freaking, I, like he's, I hated yeah. him more than Brian Koo. <laughs> I love how much she like made himself such a big deal. Like, this is 48 hours. I'm reviewing these tapes. He's like, baby. this so tape is eight. This tapes. tape is eight hours long. This one's 12. <laughs> I think I think he was the one that went to Steve Weeby's house to like him disprove. And Brian. Yeah, him and Brian both of them? I, yeah. Okay, that yeah. guy cracked me. No, he that seemed, guy. He, he that just guy seemed like such too. a character, dude. I was I was dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, another Billy Mitchell dick writer. Yep. Yeah, dude. He was they just like. Yeah, just you know, as people send in these tapes, I gotta watch this tape for eight hours. That's a long time. <laughs> what am I supposed you Somebody's know, this is a long it. time for people to watch Somebody's these tapes. Do it. Yeah. Look at this. Look at these boxes. And he just, he's like busting all these boxes of tapes. It's like, my guy, like this is all you this is all on you. This is no one else's fault but yourself <laughs> to watch like Centipede for eight hours a day on a Tuesday. That is all you. For sure. That was that was so good. That was Dang. so funny. So, so I think at the end of the day, we love the movie, but we just, we hate this shadow cabal of world record people in the classic arcade scene. I think that's what it comes down to, right? It's For disgusting sure. disgusting boys club gatekeeping. Well, it's like any sort of cheating, right? You know, Astros 2017, you know, even the <sighs> next, even the next year, oh my God. Boston cheats. It's just like, there's just no dignity. They're just, uh, it's just like the worst. It's one of the worst things you could do besides murder. <laughs> yeah, cheating <laughs> cheating in the World oh Series God. equals murder. Yeah. I the only the best God, wow. I we gotta recover, recover from that one. The best thing is Steve Weeby. He's like represents this pure like competitor. He 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 represents know? the American dream, baby. <laughs> he does, dude. He's just like a regular guy. Like he's got kids. He's just like a teacher. God, he starts job. crying, he's his a, wife's he's crying. Yeah. Does it make yeah, yeah, dude, doesn't make some weak ass hot sauce in Florida. Like he's a regular his guy. Wife, his wife's just like, oh, I just want this stuff to be done and over with. But just let him beat it, just yeah. so he could be done with this part of his life. <laughs> yeah, how you guys feel about Steve Weeby's wife? Is she is she a real one for that? You think she was happy oh, the she, entire she's, time? She's such a trooper. She was. Oh my god, very like, supportive. The fact that she was willing to let him do that, she was supportive. Even like she didn't she didn't like it, but it, she knew how how happy it made him and like let him keep pursuing it and that, she's definitely a, a g for that she's a g yeah she's a real one for sure i, I think I just, it's beautiful actually like just kind yes. of like unconditionally supporting your partner even yeah. something you don't understand i think that was really cool and the kids too dude how bored were those kids while he was sitting on a donkey Kong <gasps> oh, machine oh for two God. and a half hours <laughs> the kids were like and the, get the, me the, out the here. comment the comment his daughter made on in the car it was like 
video games ruin people's lives <laughs> no no setting a record Jesus. in the guinness in the guinness world book in the guinness book of world records have ruined people's lives like she says something very profound oh that's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's what she's it's saying. so yeah. funny I think too. my favorite thing from his kids is is just in i was that video. i was busting out just when the kids at- like daddy wipe my butt don't yep. play Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> I think he literally, or I think he or she literally says at one point, like, I know they say don't play, but I think they like call it up and then I'm like, don't play Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, can you imagine what's of going course, through your of mind? Course, like, of course, it's on the world record run too. Yeah. It's so, exactly. it, that's, it's that much more impressive that he just like still did it in that run with that amount of distraction. Dude, you see him playing Donkey Kong like at one point during the Guinness World Record thing where he's in Hollywood, Florida. People are coming up to him and talking to him while he's playing Donkey Kong, and he's just like, yeah. "Oh, hey, yeah, what's up? And yeah, he's it's, making conversation. It's with pronounced Weeby, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like yeah, making they conversation. Were call, they, were call, they were calling him Weeb the entire time. I know. In the entire documentary, they call him Weeb, and like towards the end, they, they correct it. Yeah, how'd you guys like that they payoff? Weeby. They're calling him Weeb the entire time, and then. Walter Day calls him up at the like last five minutes of the movie and goes like, Steve Weeb, come up. And he's like, it's, it's Weeby. He's like, oh, <laughs> thought it was, thought it was Weeb. It's like, you've been calling him, oh, been calling him this for like a year. It's just like, oh uh, yeah, never mind. I uh, thought it was Weeb. Yeah, anyway. I didn't even notice that. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, so I didn't think they I didn't think they were ever actually going to do it, but when they did it at the end, I was like, oh, God. Steve, that was Steve's version of like, I'm tired of your bullshit. It's Weeby. Yeah. Give me my world record. Yeah. Oh, one last thing I want to ask you about, and then we'll, we'll we'll call it here. I know we've been going on for a little while. Mr. Awesome. How awesome was that guy? Oh, the guy that made the tapes? The guy that made the tapes? That dude was so <laughs> weird, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was Roy Schild. He, yeah, dude. He was wild. That was, dude, those he was videos just like, were very strange. Yeah, I wanted to get all the girls, and Billy got them. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. just a ghost. <laughs> I'm just a ghost here. No recognition. I Google searched... Oh, I Google search King of Gone cast to like pretty much like remember all the names that were in it. For Roy Schultz, it's just him in just like the uh, military hat and just a U- USA Speedo. Mr. Awesome, him, dude. Mr. Awesome. He's just flexing it, but he's still like old. <laughs> what was he doing? Like, was that like a character? He was trying to like get into Hollywood or be an actor or something like that. And he was just making these tapes. He was just like it said. So I'm Mr. Awesome, but then Billy stole everything. Yeah, it seemed like <laughs> oh, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was just making these weird videos for who knows what, and they were just really strange. And it was just another strange man in the film. <laughs> I, think <my laughs> I think that's about it. Take away from this this movie. One, I mean, is it? It is truly and a really cool story, and it is just remarkable to see. You know, when you when you zoom out and like remove the thing, remove the fact that like it's about Donkey Kong, right? Like, it is pretty incredible just to see like because I think when you look at it through the lens of being Donkey Kong, it gets really silly really quick. But removing that, it's incredible to see the lengths people will go to for and a little bit of clout and to like maintain what is essentially their what has kind of like given their their lives in some sense of value or like worth you it's, know it's a story of, of ego um yeah and what they'll do yeah. for their mm-hmm. egos um yeah. even cheating right um so just absolutely remarkable but all that aside if you had just if one of you had just sent me this and i watched it i would have thought it was satire like straight up 
Well, it's a little bit old. I think it's just because it's like a little how, bit old. It's a little bit older, and because just so many of the people are just pure uh, caricatures, like like they fit a trope. Like Billy's the nerd yep. that thinks he's super cool. Steve's just like a guy's guy, you know. And then like Brian Coo's just like a full on like mouth breather, NPC. like typical. Every stereotype of a nerd is like what you would think of with Brian Koo. Um, Yeah, remarkable. I loved it. All right. I loved it too. Um, Producer Sam, I got a a film review quote for you um, by Peter Travers. I thought you'd appreciate this one. Who's Peter? One paragraph. Who's Peter Travers? Who would have guessed? Peter Travers, longtime um, US, you know, film critic. um, Oh, cool. Going all the way back, you know, 50 years. um, Okay. On ABC, you know, just... Long time, long time film critic. Okay. Who would have guessed that a documentary about gamers obsessed with scoring a world record at Donkey Kong would not only be roaringly funny, but serve as a metaphor for the decline of Western civilization? (laughs) (laughs) There we go. That's harsh. Peter Travers, 2007. What a hater. Pretty pretty harsh. I mean, he gave it a good score. He gave it a, no, it's, it's, he didn't hate, he gave it a a three stars out of four. Um, They didn't have a fifth star back then. Um, with reviews, mm. so we oh. gave it the four stars. That's um, funny. That's really funny. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's I I love I love the movie because at the end of the day, like even though these guys are like you're, they're in these sweaty rooms, it's like you don't really think it's very unassuming. But these are world records of like a very big, very big game, like a game that's very important to the history of video games, um, a game that's very important to the history of Nintendo. Um, I mean, there'd be there'd be so little without Donkey Kong, the game. And it's these guys are like trying so hard to be the best in the world at something or, either you know, one this guy is one. And, person is. Yeah. And he's like stopped by a cabal of like corruption, truly in front of his face. And I just think it's a pretty classic story, even though the stakes are like relatively low. It's like, man, this could be about anything. You know, I'd, I'd watch a movie yeah. about a guy that's like being stopped politically for any reason like this. You know, it's a it's a David Goliath story. And I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Awesome. Producer Sam, final thoughts. Um, yeah, you know, I think to kind of second what Matt was saying, just like, yeah, the lengths of peop- what people, where people will go to kind of keep their scores, keep their position, um, you know, keep their class and whatever sort of circle they run in is, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. It's just like your kind of you know sweeping all your humanity under a rug and just like doing whatever you can to stay on top which you know is kind of a tale as old as time but um yeah i think that's like the more powerful theme of the story um and i think that's what makes it so interesting you know is that you're just kind of you're so in like the passenger seat with Steve, you know, and you're just like, you want to see him win so bad. And I think that's, like I said earlier, just kind of the strongest point of the film. And obviously just all the quirky, like weird characters that it just make it so much more fun. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you, it doesn't really matter what the subject matter is. It, it matters, um, you know, what kind of human story it's telling and it, and it tells a very human story and it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a great documentary for sure. 
All right, got got a little deep with it right there. Love it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Final. Th- <laughs> that was great. No, no, that was great. No, I yeah, love don't it. apologize. Yeah, that was great. Hot Mickey. Final thoughts, then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, yeah, it, it's just a great story, especially like for someone like who has like a if you have like a niche hobby and like doesn't have any monetary value, like all it does like just provide you with joy of like overcoming an obstacle like this is just a great film to watch someone who's like even going up against uh like people actively trying to break him down so like uh, the previous record holder would still keep his position like he was fighting against that like you're gonna run into obstacles when you're trying to uh do this like grand goal you want to do that like satisfy you uh satisfy your pride if you're able to accomplish it and like just being able to break through all of that just gives you like the biggest sense of satisfaction that like is almost second to none. Like it's an incredible, incredible feeling to be able to pull something off like Steve Weeby did. Mm-hmm. And I definitely highly recommend like uh, watching this to like, if you're, if you're pursuing something like that, like for me, like that was me and like smash, like trying to be the best in that game. Like it's very good motivational watch. All right. Love it. Love it. All right, guys, uh, we can wrap it up here. Matt, you want to hit us with the outro? Yeah. Uh, well, first off, if you want to, you know, if you watch the movie and they want to kind of talk about it with us, the best place you could find us, I have to say, is probably going to be uh, the Discord. Um, you can find the link to the Discord at any of our social media handles. That'll be at TFP Podcasts. That's at TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. If you go to the handles, you'll find a link tree. Um, and in that link tree, you'll be able to find everything um, from our website to you know email uh, to the Discord. And of course, if you want, you can go to thanksforplaying.live to find a link to the Discord there. Or you can even introduce an email at thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. And I will personally email you back a Discord invite with a selfie attached as well. Um, <laughs> so do that coming out. It's a great time. Uh, if you haven't already, leave a review of the podcast. Follow Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, wherever you do it. And um, if you want to hang out with your good buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter at Good Idea Matthew. Uh, Producer Sam, where can the lovely people find you if you would like to be found? Um, you could find me on Instagram at Sam Luna Film. I have some of my photos on there. Um, and you could DM me if you want to talk about movies, uh, pictures, uh, any video games before 1997. And uh, I'll be willing to chat. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's kind of my, I guess, main main account that you'd be able to find me on. Love it. And Hot Mickey, where can we find you? You could find me on Twitter at Teals underscore BCB. Or you can find me in the TFE Discord, trying to just chatting up about recent episodes or like breaking news that I tend to find on Twitter. I'll just, I like chatting in there. I love it. And finally, Lucas, where can the lovely uh, people find you? You could find me on Instagram at Good Idea Lucas, or feel free to shoot me a DM via the Discord. Um, talk about magic, talk about movies, talk about video games, always open. I love it. All right, everyone, this has been... Thanks for playing. Catch you next time. Scooby-Bop!
Thanks for playing is a production of Good Ideas Only. Your hosts are Lucas Luna and Matt Rockaby. Our music was done by the impeccable Sammy Luna. And our logo design was done by the talented Isaac Palestino. Special thanks to the Roll Call Bunch, Red Circle, 